Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So here we are in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs and running first base. Mark Knutson, the tall right-hander, trying to nail this one down. He has thrown a gem to this point. Eight and two-thirds innings, giving up just three hits and looking for his fourth complete game for the speed and perhaps to secure his 15th victory. He's got a 3-1 to one lead here in the bottom of the ninth, but at the plate is the guy who has two of those hits, Manny Randawa. A single to center and a double to right so far. Knutson into his windup. Here's the pitch, and he throws a fastball right by Randawa for strike one. Randawa a bit tardy on that swing. Now we're ready for the next pitch. The windup, and here it comes. There's a swing and a long one. Into the gap in right center field, way back towards the wall. It's off the wall. Bichette can't get there. He's chasing it down, and out of nowhere comes Ellis Burke. He'll get to the ball first. The run's going to score. Randawa is around second. He's digging for three. Here comes the throw from Burks. It's going to be close. Here's the slide. It's it's the park-adjusted Rockies podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. There aren't enough people in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Hi, welcome to the Park-Adjusted Rockies podcast. Bear with us while we veer away from the Rockies and MLB for this week. Instead, Manny and I focus on the Hall of Fame. And not just this year's class, which will be announced in late January, but the bigger picture. Roughly 1% of the guys who have played Major League Baseball are in the Hall of Fame. Only 339, counting the six just put in by the Veterans Committees. There are a lot more than that who were integral parts of the game during their respective heydays. Who are some of the names we'd like to see in Cooperstown? Stay with us. Might be names you recognize. Back with the opening pitch right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at USAPrimeColorado at gmail.com for more information. Well, here we are, Manny, about, uh, oh, just over a month away, January 25th, they announced a new Hall of Fame class in baseball. Yep. Um, they've got, they just added some uh, veteran committee guys, a new era. They change the name of those committees every few years. But the, the old timers, they had six of them in, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Um, but the premise basically today, I think you and I are in total agreement on this. There aren't enough guys in the Hall of Fame. There aren't enough players. There aren't enough plaques in the Hall of Fame. I went to Cooperstown in 2015, first time and only time I've been there. And that was what I was immediately struck by when I walked in the hall with the plaques. There was more empty space on the walls than there were plaques. Yeah, And I don't true. know what they're planning yeah. for baseball to be around for another 125 years. And if they double it, they still won't have it. They'll still won't run out of space. So I, I, you know, I've been a longtime critic of like the NBA, or I guess it's the pro basketball, the basketball hall of fame for putting in a guy like Dikemi Mutombo, who clearly has done magnificent philanthropic work after he retired and was a good player, but he's not a hall of famer. I want, right. I, I had nugget season tickets. He's not a hall of fame player. Now the finger the wag, the finger yeah. wag might be yeah. hall of fame worthy, go. but that's probably the only, the only reason why he's put in that the in the, in the exhibits. Right. Yeah. But um, I know you feel, you feel the same way. And you've been to the hall of fame a lot of times. Um, it just, it doesn't feel, I think your word is incomplete. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times. Um, obviously this last year and it, it's, it is incomplete and it, uh, if it's going to be the, the baseball hall of fame and museum, the museum part is lacking. And it's yep. because a museum needs to tell the story of whatever the, the subject matter is. 
And you can't tell the story of the game without the guy who leads, who has a record for hits or the guy who have the, has a record for home runs, the guy who has a record for Cy Young awards. Mm-hmm. All three of those guys are not, do not have plaques on the wall. And I know that, you know, there's the whole, Oh, but they have exhibits with, you know, uh, you know, there, there's going to be, you know, baseballs and bats and all in helmets and all this stuff. But you know what the, 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 that's not the attraction. The attraction for the baseball hall of fame is a plaque gallery. That's yep. what everybody goes to see. Yep. And that is where the greatest players in the game's history are honored. You know, and, and look, I get it. There's a character clause and I get, I get that, but you know, there's a, there, I have a whole big thing with that too. Is like my, you know, to, 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 they need to narrow down what a hall of famer is and then they need to put, and they need to make, make it so that more that more than 0.9% or 1% yeah. or whatever it is of all the 23,000 major leaguers that have played get in there. And they're certainly not all choir boys. Um, when did the, when did the character clause get put into this mix? It I can't, think, Cause it couldn't I, have been around when, Ter- when Ty Cobb was being. Involved. <laughs> well, right? I don't know. You know, I think, I think, you know, I'll have to check on this, but I, I have to guess that it was in there from the beginning, but you know what, Wow. who takes it serious? I mean, right. Yeah, back back then, obviously, they didn't take it seriously with Cobb. You know, there were some things about a lot of players that are in there that was as far far worse than things that that some of the guys they're holding out right now. You know, right. like yeah, cheating the game is terrible, but at the same time, you know, racism, blatant outright racism is is worse, far worse, yep. obviously, yep. and other things that that they have guys in the Hall of Fame, and now it's like we just, um, you know, again, it, it's it's not about honoring them in terms of a ceremony or what have you it's about putting acknowledging their greatness you know and then if you want to put a plaque put a plaque right next to it with the asterisk and and say here's also what they did you know they cheated the game but get them in there the good the bad and the ugly is part of the story it's just part part of the story story. and And i know you and i both agree pete rose is a not a good person and and i as i've told you before i don't think he's addressed his gambling addiction and i he hasn't he hasn't basically thrown himself on ask for mercy and ask for a second chance. He hasn't even acknowledged he needs a second chance. So right. I, wouldn't let him, I would not let him back into baseball, but he's got to, you got to have a plaque honoring the guy with the most hits in baseball. Bonds is the same way. Yeah. Clemency, none of them acknowledge what they did wrong and they need to, to do that. They should. Then, I mean, it's not, it's not condoning should. anything right. that they did or, say or I made a mistake. But, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they ought to do, right. but you know, to pretend that Barry Bonds wasn't a hall of famer before he started using in 99. Right. Yeah. That's the big thing right there is that we, because ironically of their legal problems, we know when they started using, because mm-hmm. they, the, the Balco had, had, there was evidence when he started. Yep. Uh, McNamee testified, the, tra- yep. the strength trainer testified on, on Clemens. Yep. So we know they both started using basically around the same time, around 99. Take everything out, if you, which is not fair to do. You shouldn't take everything right. away because they would have played, you know, yep. and they would have been good in those. They wouldn't have played as long. They, they just wouldn't play as long and they wouldn't have played as well. And, and would they would start declining over time. Right. And the, the, Barry, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds is already a 400, 400 guy. There's nobody else in that class still to this day. Yeah. And yeah. that was before steroids. So, yep. you know, that, to pretend that that never happened is not right. I think, and I, I hope that, um, yeah, they, they belong in the hall well, of fame and, and museum. Well, let's take it a step further than that. Those guys are, have been ostracized and set aside for their indiscretions. Yeah. But there's other people who've just been flat out overlooked. Absolutely. And you've written a lot about him. You've, you've done a lot of tweeting recently about Dick Allen, who was a great mm-hmm. player. And, and again, the Larry Walker situation, which you were in front and center of, brought to light new statistical evidence of, of a guy's greatness, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the old standards, 500 home runs, 3,000 hits, 300 wins. Those they're are great. There's, there's, there's still, and there's still benchmarks. 
mm-hmm. there's a lot more benchmarks to add to that now. There's a lot more things yeah. to add to it. And it, sh- and it sheds light on how good some of these guys were. And now the problem I think exists is with something like Dick Allen, those who are voting on him don't understand the new analytics. Is that fair? They don't really yeah. know, know what OPS means. So it might be a while until the voters of what's it called the new era committee and the golden days committee or something like that. Those two, yeah. before they understand what OPS means and what, you know, war means and all these things that are, are shining light on how great some of these guys were who, as, as you've mentioned before, are guys, you can't tell the story of baseball without including. Yeah. And, and it, this is really what it comes down to is you hit it on the, you, you, you nailed it. What it is, is this is a, 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 a situation where there's an old school, cohort in there and, and the voting yep. block there and then there's a new school yep. and the new school is looking at this stuff and the new school obviously is growing in percentage of voters and the old school is declining you know as they yep. get older and older either they stop covering the game or whatever yep. oh yeah and so <clears throat> that's changing larry's larry's induction man that was a that was a, a great sign of progress it'd be a watershed know? moment couldn't it i guess it i mean it, it, it because it was a sign of progress because he was the perfect uh test he was a rocky he played a lot a lot of time in denver yep. he was injured a lot uh, so the new stats were gonna either either confirm that he wasn't good enough or really help him and it really yep. helped him because he was yep. so and and there were just all kinds of things that were you know lined up against him and that the fact that he got in that's that's progress for the writers and I, yep. it was a very good encouraging sign yeah but I, we're still obviously just right. as we just found out with dick allen not getting in and some of these other guys that were uncovering that they you know, absolutely should get another look. It shows that there's still a lot of work to do in that area. There is. And I think, um, I, I don't know if the writers and I'll throw you under the bus because you're one of them. You're going to be one of yeah. them soon. In a few years, you'll be a voter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to use the term stuff shirt, but they have this higher than high, high and mighty opinion of this collectively, I'm not single out individuals, yeah. but collectively they have this, well, this is our standard. We don't care what basketball does. We don't care what the other right. sports do. This is our standard. But yet that standard is is fluid because when you put Bill Mazeroski was was known for his famous home run, but yeah. career wise, his stats, he doesn't really measure up as a Hall of Famer. And Harold Baines, I played a lot against Harold Baines. I faced yeah. Harold Baines a bunch of times. I never I mean, Harold Baines was a really good player. He was not someone you wanted to watch come up to home plate. He knew you know, he was a tough out. Right. Hall of Famer. I never really thought that. In fact, yeah. I think Harold Baines was surprised Harold Baines got put in the Hall of Famer. <laughs> the sad thing with Harold is that he was a really good hitter and yes, he he's going to be remembered first. For being the guy that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame <laughs> among lowest, this generation, bar, yeah. and that and that's that is unfortunate because yeah. he, you know, after his career, that guy ought to be remembered as a great design, one of the great designated yeah. hitters of all time. You know, what I he's going to be re- he's going to be remembered as the guy that oh oh, but Harold Baines, you know, he's like he's a punchline now because because yeah. of all yeah. this, and that's that's sad. I, and it is it's, too bad. Yeah, it's, it's too, too bad. bad. I I oftentimes mention the. At, Harold Baines' number was retired by the White Sox two weeks after they traded him. He was in the middle of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they retired incredible. his number. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's two amazing. weeks. <laughs> two weeks after he was, he was traded to the Rangers. Two weeks yeah. later, they retired his number, put it up That's on the amazing. wall at Old Comiskey Park. That's amazing. So, I, I mean, I, I, it just, I mean, I, and that goes to show. That, 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 go, that note should go to the Rockies. The Color Rockies should take note of that. There, there, there are other, you know, look, there are other, as much as, you know, the sabermetric community, the ultra, you know, the people that Thomas likes to call the stat goblins, like to, you know, <laughs> I like that, you know, like, like, you know, I'm just a stat monger in his book. Stat okay. mongers are benevolent. 
but the stat stat goblins are the ones that are are just crazy about it they're they're extreme you know they're extremists <laughs> and so the the stat goblins oh, in his using his terminology here oftentimes ridicule the old school by saying intangibles that's a dumb word actually no intangibles there are intangibles those things yeah. are they exist yeah. i mean i know that's yeah. a buzzword mm-hmm. but look leadership you know yeah. I, yeah character i get like character when it comes to the like like leadership and being yes. on the field and on all the that field yes those things matter and so um i get that and that just goes to show you that they retired a number after while he was still playing that just shows you that there were a lot of intangibles with him yeah. that obviously made a really good impression but he's not a hall of famer um you know he is a hall of famer that's that now can not be taken away from him but, but that's a good thing he, isn't does it does he does he not belong does he belong in the hall of fame in my opinion and i know yours no he does not then the question becomes, and your your point is well taken. It's look, if if we're gonna be so um, stringent about who gets in, then how does how do these guys get in? Right. So know, how do these guys get the in? The answer really is go the other direction, isn't it? To be less stringent, to yes. open open your eyes a little bit and let the Dick yeah. Allen's and the Harold Baines and those guys who were integral parts of the game during their playing careers, right? They were yeah. Can can you tell the story of baseball without Dick Allen? probably but is it a better story with him yes yeah and really baseball is. i mean baseball there's a there's a good element to the whole baseball is set apart i get yeah. that i i love that about the game actually it's a game that you know it's our american the american pastime even though now football has eclipsed it by far it remains as far as history and tradition and nostalgia and americana all of that it remains you know a, a step above the other sports in my opinion yeah. Yeah. but you shouldn't take that and use use that banner above keeping guys out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's not a good reason to do it. Who are some of the, like, off the top of your head? Who are some of the other guys that aren't in? I know you mentioned Kenny Lofton on, on one of our podcasts yeah. earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Who are some Lou of the other Whitaker. guys that, that you think Lou Whitaker? Yes, that's a very good one. I played a lot. You could Lou you Whitaker. could you could probably uh-huh. tell us a lot about him yeah. because yep. um, I th- and which would be which would add a lot of value because I think yeah. uh, this generation just doesn't know. I mean, Lou right. Lou retired just as I kind of got into watching baseball. Right. Um, or shortly thereafter and you know so but he's the only guy with 70 plus war career who's not in you know wow and it's like and if you look at his numbers you know look he's not Derek Jeter the, you know we talked about intangibles and everything else mm-hmm. but if you look straight at the numbers very similar numbers to Derek yeah. Jeter yeah and uh, also a middle infielder so and, and also a world champion yeah, yeah, at least exactly. twice yeah. at least twice yeah. and so you know it's it's a it's a thing where like him he belongs in there yep we talked about Kenny Lofton, Dick Allen. Those are three just absolutely like terrible Blair, emissions. Blair, Blair uh, emissions. emissions. I mean, Dale Murphy gets a lot of love, and yeah. you know, I don't know if I don't know if I would you know put him in, but there was he, a period of time when Dale Murphy was the best player in baseball. He's a two-time MVP. Yeah. Um, you know, which if you look at most two-time MVPs, they're in. Yeah. Now that's not the only that's not the be-all end-all, and that's why right. Dale Murphy's not in. But you know, again, and here's the thing too. I, I, I these guys, I'm not saying these guys should be in. But this if goes you, to the and this goes to the argument about Harold Baines. Okay, if he's right. in, and I don't subscribe to the okay, if he's in, he should be in. But right. it is it is interesting, and in the, the fact that Gil Hodges is now in the Hall of Fame. Yep. You know who's above him in uh, in in Jaws, which is the, the Jay Jaffe's uh, system where he averages your seven best years of WAR with a career WAR. Hmm. Above him, Will Clark, Don Mattingly, Carlos Delgado. Um, there are just a whole big number of first basemen that are uh, uh, mark Teixeira, todd helton uh, todd helton absolutely he's above yeah. all those guys yeah so these are guys that um you know again it creates a problem for the hall of fame when you got it's it, the integrity of the of the institution it gets called into question when you yeah. have guys like that who aren't in 
Um, like Will Clark and Don Mattingly are two sides of the same coin. First baseman, yep. NLAL, they were both the best of their time. And then they got hurt. And, yep. you know, like the, the back thing for, for Mattingly, the knees yep. for Clark or whatever. Yep. And so, you know, those guys, then you have to start looking at those guys. And I know that those guys have been on the, I think, I know Clark has been on one of the era committees already and didn't get in, but they have better numbers than these guys. And mm-hmm. if these guys like Baines, et cetera, and Gil Hodges, Gil Hodges to me, look, he's not a Hall of Famer. It's just, well, uh, he's I, very but, close. But I think Gil Hodges' case is really bolstered by managing the Miracle Mets. That's when yeah. a lot of another generation of people knew. Well, then you put him in as a manager, you yeah. know, and 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 I get that too because there are a lot of guys who who are in as managers who played, but Joe Torrey have those playing careers that warranted yeah. it. And and Gil was Gil's another guy who got hurt a lot at the, yeah. at the end. He would have been all he would he was on track, yeah. you know, just like we mm-hmm. talk about Mattingly and these guys. So, but yeah, they made a special exemption for Kirby Puckett because of his injuries. And listen, playing against yeah. Kirby Puckett, I'm telling you right now, and I played against Kirby since he was in low minors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't look like a ball player. looked like a little round guy, right? But when he was playing for the Twins during his heyday, there was no doubt in my mind he was going to be a Hall of Famer. When yeah. he had to quit early and, and you know, another guy with character claws, not so sure he, he, mm-hmm. he passes that muster, right? But there was no doubt he was a Hall of Fame player. But then you think, well, he didn't play long enough because of injuries, but they put him in anyway. So right. they keep moving the goalposts. That's it. These guys, that's the thing. Right? They keep moving the goalposts to mix our metaphors here with yeah. sports. That's That's the thing is like, you know, we need a standard and the standard needs to be adhered to. Look, I, I'm not saying that we're just going to go straight by war. We're not going to go by straight numbers. Mm-hmm. There are other considerations, but at least narrow the narrow it down for the, you know, the hall as an institution needs to take a good look at itself and say, the, these are the boxes that these guys need to check. Here's a, here's a, uh, a, a suggestion. You know, how they have the Mendoza line. They yeah. can have the Baines line, <laughs> right? Hey, Mario Problem Mendoza. The, the Baines line is too low <laughs> for Hall not, of Fame. Not anymore, not, but yeah, that's not where anymore. they should put it. That's what well, if, we, if we want. Well, yeah, you know what? If in, you want to put a floor on it, I mean, yes. that would be the thing to do. Yeah, yes. right. The Baines line. So if you're as good or better than Harold Baines, you go in the Hall of Fame. That'll I don't think that would make, make it a better. That would make the whole thing even worse. Like, he'll be like Mario Mendoza. Like, he'll be remembered well, just for the. <laughs> but, <laughs> but. I think but it's I a little different between hitting 200 and being There's a, a difference There's between a difference. hitting 200 and hitting 400 yeah. homers. Or yeah, it, there are, I mean, who but people you... actually have to, in this Twitter age, people actually have to go and look at his baseball reference page yeah. and they don't never do that. Oh, yeah. Bain's line. He must have been pretty bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? he, he was not pretty bad. He was a but great he was player. Really good. He was really he was good. Really, really good. Yeah. I, I, I find myself sometimes wondering about guys I played with that I think, or played against, that I think should be in an RNN. And Dale Murphy was on the, one of the top. top yeah, why don't you, I'm really interested in hearing the guys you played against that aren't in and that you think should be in. Well, I mean, your thoughts instantly go to guys that you played with or against Mm -hmm. that are in like George Brett and Nolan Ryan and, and guys like that. But I'm thinking, I think back to guys who were Mattingly jumps to mind too, because I told, I've told you repeatedly, he was the best hitter I ever faced. Um, And Wade Boggs was a great player and accumulated a bunch of stats and got, and was a great hitter, but Wade Boggs did not strike fear in your heart Fear like Don your... Mattingly did because Wade Boggs wasn't going to hit a home run off you. He was going to slap one off the green monster. One swing wasn't going to change. He was, going to, he was going to bloop one the other way and, and, right. and that was going to be that. Uh, Mattingly was going to do damage if you made a bad pitch. And so, yeah, he was the first guy I thought of. But And there's a lot of guys that I – and I don't know that I can differentiate between guys who were using PDs at the time because I my career yeah. was just winding down at the time that was starting to ramp up. So I, I don't know. But, I mean, I played with some really, really good players that, that I don't think – got the notoriety they deserved at the time. And probably because the careers weren't long enough. Teddy Higuera didn't play yeah. anywhere close to long enough, but he was great during his time. I was thrilled to see Jack Morris get in. 
Jack Morris was a great pitcher. And people are saying yeah. Jack Morris doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Did not watch Jack Morris pitch, mm-hmm. period. The man was a tremendous competitor. He, he, he was the kind of guy that would win games when he didn't have very good stuff that night. Yeah. And he'd still go out and battle you and, and go seven, well, eight, I mean, nine innings and, 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 and beat you. And 91 games. That gets, seven, yeah, that, that just, I think that got him in. Quintessential example. It's yeah. like Mazeroski, right? Like Mazeroski's yeah. home run got him in. Right. 91 game seven, I think, you know, not saying that that he is he ought to be in the Hall of Fame, but I think that there is something to be said for the whole, that guy's not in. You know, 90, 91 game seven, that guy, you know, the guy that we instantly think of yep. when we think of that game, him and Smoltz, obviously, but Smoltz mm-hmm. is. And so, uh, you know, and, and the fact, you know, he, he, he won, a, he won world series three, yep. three different teams, yep. you know? And so, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's, you know, the Morris thing, he, but he's, they, they fixed that one. There's others yeah. they can fix. Lofton. I definitely would put in that. Kenny Lofton. The, the big, it's somebody they could fix this. The thing about Kenny Lofton is, is that, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't originally sold because before I really took a deep dive on him, but he, he, he produced yeah. five wins above replacement per 162 games. Yeah. Five is superstar. Yep. Four is all-star. Three is, okay, you're above average. Mm-hmm. And so per year. So this guy was at, a, at an elite level every year, stole 600 bags, um, was uh, obviously played for, helped get teams to and win uh, uh, two of the World Series. Yep. Uh, the American Gold Lieutenant. Glove. And Gold, Gold the Glove. guy was, you know. Tremendous center for he was, he was, you know, that's probably the part of his game that was most impressive. I mean, he, some of the catches he made over the wall, bringing mm-hmm. big balls back. And also, you know, he was in the time uh, where he's overshadowed by Ken Griffey Jr. in that department. Yep. And uh, then Andrew Jones came along as well toward late, mm-hmm. late in the nineties, but um, 3.2%, that number three and two yeah. will always be stuck with Kenny Lofton unless and until he gets into the Hall of Fame, because that's what he got before he fell off the ballot, because you have you to get th- to 5%. I, I think he fell in that, that gray area between the new age voters and the old age voters, like you talked about. I think he just yeah. kind of slipped into that crack, because the new guys didn't recognize him, and they, they didn't remember the name, and they didn't you know, go back Hall and look at that. All very good. All yeah, very good. And then the, then the old guys, he wasn't old enough yet. So right. let's hope that the one of the committees takes a, a, a good look at that. I, I just, because- you know, I would really love if the Hall of Fame was to was to um, really sit down and convene a a, 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 a very good, a good, decent sized committee of very well-respected statisticians, players, however you want to divide that up mm-hmm. and say, this is the, a one time let's look them over again event. Mm. And because that would require now, some flexibility. <laughs> it would. And that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. In this is. day and age, we ha- we can make, we, we have people looking and making cases for, you know, for a lot of guys and they make compelling cases and, and, but there's no outlet. You can't, there's all you can do is put it out into social media, you know, and, and hope that the writers look at it. But the problem is with guys like Lofton, you got to get them back on the ballot, you know, and, and now Dick Allen, you know, the only reason Dick Allen's not a hall of famer right now um, is because, you know, he got 11 votes and it should have been, you had to have 12 out of the 16. It's because you were limited to four guys. Like, what's the yeah. point of that? It's like limiting the baseball writers to 10 guys, you mm-hmm. know, which caused a huge problem. Part of the reason why guys like Lofton didn't get much of a look because they're like, ah, these guys are incredible. Up yeah. here. I got to look at them first. And yeah. what am I supposed to do about the PEDs? And it's just that that era that that, you know, when Bonds and Clemens first got on there and all those guys in Sheffield, it's like, man, like that era, it's like a lost decade yeah because so many guys got looked uh, lost out because of that yeah who's on the ballot now that you 
are fearful will never get will get treated like Lofton did. Because um, Andrew Jones is the one for me. I think Andrew Jones belongs in the Hall of Fame, and I would vote for him. That's a good one. That's but a good I, one. I, he's just being – he doesn't get any love. Yeah. Let me see. If, let me. I, I got to pull up the ballot real quick. Yeah. I, you know, I think of him – you wonder what Kurt Schilling's history is going to be. Because if he doesn't get Kurt in Schilling, this time – Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer, and it's really – to me, and it's really a um, – uh, it's really sad that, you know – we he's are t- he's tweeted his way out of the hall of he's fame. tweeting his way out of the hall of fame mm-hmm. i mean it's not because again we have to we have to stay, we have to decide what the hall of fame is yeah and i think jason stark wrote it and i'll never forget it it was the year that it might have been 2015 the year that they didn't elect anybody yep. and um he said do we want the hall of fame to be a cathedral or do we want yeah. it to be a museum pick That's one well put and, and if you and if you pick museum then um then you can't you can't sit, you can't go and, and take off the field things. I mean, I'm not talking about putting murderers in or anything, but you can't you have to be reasonable about the off the field stuff. I'm not saying that the things that he tweeted were reasonable. What I'm saying is you have to take that into a, the way you take all of these things into account as far as whether he belongs in the hall. Of well, fame. let's let's keep in mind too that Kurt Schell, none of Kurt Schilling's obnoxious behavior happened while he was a player. Yeah, that too. Yeah. You know, and so uh, you know it, that's that he's one. He's a, he's number one. You know, yeah. because he's not going to get in. I mean, the way things are you sure? out, I, I really don't think he's going to get in. I'm very confident. And this is his last year for him. This is his last year. And, and because of the way he's he's treated people, he's not going to get the kind of support you get, you and Tracy gave Larry Walker yeah. to help push him yeah. past the finish line. He's people well, just that's the thing. Yeah, you're, that's the other direction. Nobody wants to, nobody's right. going to stand up for him. Right. Because I mean, of all the other stuff. Right. But yeah, him, Bonds, Clemens, they're yeah. they're all Hall of Famers in yeah. my book, and, and they're not going to get in. Uh, definitely not Bonds and Clemens. They're, you can rule them out because this right. is their last year, and they were at 62 yep. uh, last year. And uh, another guy, Billy Wagner is another hmm. guy because i think billy wagner is a hall of famer he's in his yep. seventh year and he's at 46 percent. that's going to be a tough one somebody's going to has to kind of take the torch and take yep. take up his case he was so i mean he was he talked to guys who faced yeah. him he was so good i mean let me I, let me ask you about one of my former teammates yeah gary sheffield that's a good one it is it's a really tough one isn't it that's a tough one because uh, you talk about let me i'll tell you i'll tell you this yeah. first off intangibles zero mm-hmm. he gets zero for that he gets yeah. downgraded for that well, he's yeah. a very poor teammate um, which is why a guy with that kind of remarkable ability, because he had remarkable ability, mm-hmm. would play for what eight teams, nine teams, whatever. He got treated like Bobby Bonds. He got bounced around all over the place because right. even when he had a great year, people couldn't wait to get rid of him. Yeah, because he was just such a bad guy to be around. That'd be a bad situation if you right. You almost, like you, you almost win the triple crown in San Diego and get moved, yeah. get moved yeah. out. Uh, so I, I think Chef. Again, I, I, we talked about this my situation with him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. People have to go back to listen to that Tyler Kepner um, episode yeah. to hear that story. But had he just been a good teammate, his he's got 500 home runs. I, and I think yeah. it's hard to tag him with the steroid thing because it's allegedly that happened. Really, it's, really allegedly, it's very nebulous. And it happened at the end of his career. And it was a cream of some sort. And he tried it and like it. But I don't think Gary Sheffield's career statistics were in any way a product of yeah. steroid use at any point that- in his career. That's why for me, and that's what makes it so hard because you don't know who's using and who's not. Right. And when you do know some guys have this kind of circumstantial evidence mm-hmm. around them. And, and, on, and, and even if a guy kind of like with, with Sheffield, like played around with some of that stuff and just for a minute and you don't know, yeah. like I, for, well, David Ortiz me, did too. And he's yeah, going to get in. Right. And, and Gary, Gary Sheffield um, to me is a hall of famer. I mean, it's hard to keep his numbers would say that right. hundred home runs out. I mean, yeah. is there any, I don't think there's anybody who's hit 500 right. home runs other than bonds, you know, his, Bond, co- right. his, 
Bonds, Clemens, uh, McGuire, the yeah. guys from his time. Yeah. Um, Paul Merrill. That, there's there's nobody with 500 homers that's not mm-hmm. in. So I, I think he's all of famer. And and you know what? He's not going to get in. No, he's so not. So he's on his eighth year already, and he's yep. down at 40. And you know the personality stuff. Um, again, it's a shame because I I, I think, um. I got to believe that that has to do a, a lot to do with it. And, they, yeah, and it's it has all, every, I it's think it has fair, everything to do with it. It's fair because, because you can interpret that as being part of the character clause. Yeah. So I don't think it's right, but okay. according to the hall's rules that, you know, criteria, that's fine. And that's okay. You know, Sammy Sosa is a really interesting case because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are like, Oh, he, you know, he, he's, he should be in there, but see the thing with Sammy. And, and again, he only failed a, a drug test, I think in Oh three before they mm-hmm. had any penalties or whatever. And that right. was way after, um you know the 70 the 66 home run year and and everything and um you know he had 60 back-to-back years but here's the thing with sammy he was a 30 30 guy who struck out a lot and then suddenly right and you know who he was traded for right huh you know who he he was traded for harold baines harold baines harold baines went to he came to the white Sox when harold baines went to the rangers oh i thought it was george bell okay Uh, and and so george bell was also a guy who played for both that's right um but yeah it's interesting to me sammy was when i faced sammy was a skinny little kid who was a slap hitter and wasn't you know yeah i i I think and this is just my opinion i have no legal i think he his 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 success was a product of using steroids i do i think Juan, juan gonzalez guys like that yeah, Boone. I think this is just speculation. I have no prevalence. I'm not accusing. I'm just saying yeah. my my gut feeling tells me they were their success was a product of that. And you can that's separate why, those guys. That's why Sammy's not you know right. never gotten above seventeen percent. Believe it that's or not. Crazy. And so like I, I because I think it was just a you know eye test is a very slippery slope. Mm-hmm. But when you see you know this his situation is very circumstantial. But boy, I mean for a guy to become overnight virtually one of the greatest hitters of all time mm-hmm. in that season of 1998 mm-hmm. i mean how do you do that so without, here, without you know so here's the question artificial. we talk we use our, our benchmark is can you tell the story of baseball without this guy and you cannot tell the story of baseball without yeah. sammy sosa and mark mcguire yeah, that's right, right. that that's year of 98 true. was was an amazing season and you really can't tell the story of baseball without. You know, that's a really really good point and i think um you know that makes you think a little bit because yeah. it's like, if you put his, put his plaque up there with another plaque that says also, uh, here's what, you know, yeah, here's what, yeah. what or, the situation or, was. Or news, I mean, McGuire, news reports, you know, some, you know, a story, and yeah. you know, something on, under glass that's so, yeah, this explains yeah, it. It's, it's just, again, we, we, the hall of fame is just, it's too, um, it's too elitist. Yeah. That's a, the best word for it. It's like, it's like, it's like you, it's, it's basically, it's excluding people. And, you know, this plays right into, um, the narrative, uh, if 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 book of Sh- or uh, game of shadows, that book really good. Right. I recommend mm-hmm. anybody read that. It's from uh, Mark Benariwadu and yep. his brother from the Chronic San Francisco Chronicle. They broke that Balco story. Yes, they did. And they wrote the book about it, and it gets into Bonds' psyche a lot. And uh, obviously, you know, it's you can you, they're they're making inferences here. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it's, if those inferences are true, Bond this plays right into Bonds' hands because Bonds has always been the guy like they're out to get me. They're out to yeah. get me. You know, yeah. and this game, this game isn't fair. It, like the, the powers that be, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not right. They treated my dad this way, which they did. I mean, he was treated terribly, Bobby mm-hmm. Bonds. But Barry, you know, came with that chip on his shoulder of being a, a, an incredible talent, one of the greatest talents ever. But also as, you know, I'm better than you. I'm, you know, and I'm, and, and I know it. And this is how, if this is how you're going to treat uh, me or my father, or my family, or whatever, this is, then this is how it's got to be. But for them not to put him in, it plays right into that game, yeah, it does. you know, where it's like, it's like, Oh, you're not going to put me in. That's pretty yeah. predictable. You yeah. Know? I, I think, yeah, I think, um, 
again, that, that year was very special at 98. Um, no, I had a chance, it, it, you know, it was a special year. It was no matter what you, and, and, no matter where you fall on the steroid thing, like every people, I don't know if there was a year in baseball other than maybe 51 giants Dodgers. And that was just the end that you could say yeah. was as enthralling yeah. as that one. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention Mark McGuire really quick because Mark McGuire is, is someone I consider a friend mm-hmm. and I, I spent time in, I didn't lift what he lifted, but I spent time in gyms with Mark McGuire and I've never seen anybody except Nolan Ryan work harder than Mark McGuire in the oh. weight room. I, I will tell people right now, his, his home run totals, which, and his career statistics, I'm not sure they're hall of fame worthy, even, yeah. but they should be because like we're talking about widening the doors a little bit, mm-hmm. but they weren't a product of steroids. The guy hit 50 yeah. home runs as a skinny rookie. Yeah. Uh, and, and he just, he was a dedicated worker. Talk about a choir boy. Mark McGuire was a choir boy. He was that yeah. dedicated. That was that, you know, milk and cookies guy. And uh, it's a shame that he's been put into the same category with, with guys like, well, Sosa and, and some of these well, guys you know, who were McGuire, products of products of PEDs. The unfortunate thing with him is that he became the poster boy. This was before yeah. Bonds. Yep. He became the guy that you're going to just, he's the guy. He's right. the guy because he was the face of it. Yep. You know, I mean, it's more than Sosa because he won the race. That's right. Uh, he hit 70. And, and, and so, you know, McGuire, if you look at his career, he was a big dude, but he was always kind of a big dude. And yep. like he was skinnier when he was younger, yeah, obviously. very skinny, skinny and but, tall and lanky, and but worked. he was muscular too. Yes, he was. And you could see the frame there. You could see like yep. this guy could become yep. one of those types of hulking guys. Right. And but, he did. um, but if you are, you know, he became like John Bunyan, you know, and it was like, it, it, it was like legendary. <laughs> right. I mean, the yeah. guys like you could see him wearing flannel and chopping wood and the yep. huge muscles. Yep. And it's like, oh man, you know, that that's, and, and, and I think we also, because of the world in which we live, we have a generally as a society, we have a tendency to be uh, pessimistic about things and kind of cynical yeah. about things. And once the pot, the bubble gets popped by the whole creatine thing, mm-hmm. then it's like, Oh, I knew that yeah. it couldn't be too good. It's too good to be true. Yeah. You know? So he may, you know, have had a career very similar to what he ended up having, even without the yeah. PED. And yeah. they were legal at the time. See, that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, if you're going, well, they weren't illegal. They weren't encouraged. Of the they, law, weren't, they weren't, they weren't encouraged. Right. They were ill. They were not outlawed. And in baseball, you know, correct. So if he's using them, then legally speaking, yeah. if you want to, if you want to go that route, that's not a really good word for it. Right. But you kind of have to give it to him because yeah. it's like you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't illegal at the time, and he used them and he put up the numbers, it's like Coors Field. It's a major league baseball stadium. It's a ballpark you, it's sanctioned by major league baseball. Do you think there's yeah. a time when the committee, one of the older old time committees have contemporaries of bonds and Clements and say, and, and bonds and Clements and McGuire and say, yeah, they're in, we're putting them in. Yes, you see because, that day coming? <clears throat> yes. If that happens, because um, I, you know, obviously I, it, t- it depends on the people that you talk to, but when I was doing the, the bombers, the Blake street bombers book, I asked that question to Bichette and to the Walker and to Castilla, all of them, uh, they all said, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Barry Bonds is a hall of famer. Yeah. And I think they would say the same thing about Clemens and, you know, because they, especially those two guys, because they already were, yeah. you know, well, before it's, it's going to fall on your generation of voters, I think to, to write this ship. <clears throat> well, you know, the thing about it is these guys will be off the ballot by then. And uh, that's true. And, and then it'll fall to the veterans committees and, yeah, you know, true. we're not, on the you know I, I don't know i just hope that we are able to change some of the rules of, of the voting you know re- eliminate the 10-man rule limit right. and so 
some of that kind of stuff. That's the, that's, that would go a long way to, to helping. And, and because the stats stuff is going to change, it's, yeah. it already is changing. Like the demographic of the voters is changing. And with that, guys are getting more consideration who a big part of it is because of rate stats. Once we started getting rate stats um, and park adjusted stats, mm-hmm. those two things have really started to, you know, get the ball rolling on, you know, campaigns for guys that are, were overlooked before. The problem is, is that now when you look back at guys, especially like Lofton who are already had the chance and, you know, didn't get in, it's not up to, you know, you can, you, you don't know who to convince, you know, we yeah. can talk with Tracy at some point and cause he was on the committee mm-hmm. this year, but uh, you don't know who to convince. You don't know who this is going to with the writers. They're on Twitter. They're follow A lot of them follow you maybe or whatever. They're going to see that stuff. Yep. And they're gonna they're gonna think about it, but the committees, it's like the veterans committees, it's like you don't know who's gonna be on it, and once they're on, once they're there, it's just too late. It's just gonna be up to them, without any aid from maybe somebody who's supplying stats or what have you. Maybe it's time to do some gerrymandering and start stacking those committees. What do you say? <laughs> start putting the, the right people in place who, who are pro. I think if you're pro Hall of Fame, you want to see these doors widen. You want to see more yeah. people in there because it'll be a better place to go visit it'll be a better ceremony with it's not a good ceremony when no one gets inducted and it wouldn't yeah, be like it this year be, i think it's going to be one of those uh, well where, but but there'll be no six guys do these six guys from well these six guys will which is great yeah so, but we're so talking about there's nobody yeah, yeah but absolutely. if there's nobody what if the committee it's an off year for one of those committees and then there's nobody and you don't even have a yeah, ceremony that's that's tragic that really damages yeah. the game and i don't think these people who are, are as you call it elitist I don't think they're looking at it like that. I think they're no, looking, and I, I, I don't, we're guardians of something special. It, and you're, you're really, you're, you're a museum curator is what you are. Yeah, right? you're exactly. museum curators. Exactly. And, and um, you can't, it's not like we pin it on any specific people, any specific right. writers or veteran right. committee members. It's, it's, a, it's a group think thing. It's yeah. like, it's That's it, right. the, the, organi- the, the institution itself is kind of, I guess elitist for lack of a better word, but kind of, you know, have that aura about it that, um, and, you know, I really think the process of having writers, uh, two, two paths to the Hall of Fame, one from writers and one from players and managers is disjointed because, yeah. you know, it's like, <clears throat> it's just different because if you notice over history, the guys who got in via veterans committee, that's where all the guys who shouldn't have got in, got in, hmm. you know what I mean? The ones that we think about that shouldn't yeah. have got in, that's where they came from because it's true when you got players thinking about their 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 uh former teammates and managers thinking about their former players naturally they're going to have fond yeah. memories of them naturally the, they're going to want them in yeah and uh especially if they're on the committee and that, well, that makes a difference i've always thought that um and this the writers won't do this because the writers are you know you guys are very uh self-contained uh mm-hmm. but there's more to more to media than writing more to baseball media than writing right oh now. yeah and everybody you no know doubt. you're you're doing a podcast right now i mean there yeah. there are especially multiple now. avenues yeah everybody's doing and it all and now the fact that a guy so. like ben scully never got to vote for the hall of fame is, that's a is great tragic. example ernie harwell john miller all the great announcers never and they to see vote. guys every right. day right and they and they have to study guys all the time when they go mm-hmm. you know ben scully's going to come into colorado going to san francisco he's and there are col- there are columnists know. there are columnists yeah. who got their their writer's card way back when who don't go to baseball games anymore and they're voting. Yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done and uh look i mean the hall of fame the baseball hall of fame is an amazing place no matter what because like right. when you go there um you feel the history you feel it. It, it is it incomplete yes i think it is but um there are people uh, there are people who have done great things there and are continuing to do so the problem is is that there's just so much more that needs to happen yes 
That's, um, there's so much, it could be, it could be so much more is the right way to put it. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up on that. We'll come back. You got a closer for us. Yes, sir. Okay. We'll come back and, and get Manny's closer right after this is a park adjusted Rockies podcast talking hall of fame. We'll be back right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information. This edition of The Closer is dedicated to the greatest baseball player I have ever watched in person, Barry Lamar Bonds. Also, as an aside, if I was an actual closer on the mound and he stepped to the plate, I would be stricken with sheer terror. Anyway, Bonds, as you may already know, is in his 10th and final year of eligibility on the Baseball Writers Hall of Fame ballot, and he got about 62% of the vote last year. You need 75% to be elected. It's not going to happen for him, and that is a crying shame. Yes, it's pretty evident that Bonds used PEDs beginning around 1999. Don't give him a ceremony or any of the pomp and circumstance. I'm good with that. But put his plaque in the gallery at Cooperstown, even if it means there's another one right beside it with the PED allegations noted. This is because you can't have a baseball Hall of Fame without the guy who it, you know, the most home runs in MLB history. Consider Bonds from 1986 when he made his big league debut to 1998. What we'll say here for this purpose was his last quote-unquote clean year. A 966 OPS, 164 OPS plus, 411 home runs, 445 steals. He's, by the way, the only man in the 400-400 club to this day. Three MVP awards, eight gold glove awards, and 100 baseball reference wins above replacement. A hundred war. Out of some 23,000 guys who have played Major League Baseball, you know how many racked up a hundred or more war, uh, B-war that is, in their careers? 21. And that's before the PED stuff with Bonds. Here are Bonds' OPS Plus figures from 1990 when he won his first MVP award to 1998. 160. 204. 206. 183, 170, 188, 170, 178. You know how many guys other than Bonds in baseball history have had a, a 160 OPS plus or better in nine or more seasons? Three. Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, and Josh Gibson. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer, and it's a travesty that he will very likely not be elected by the BBWAA in this, his 10th and final year of eligibility. Manny closes out another episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. For the record, he's exactly right. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer, period. We'll see what the future holds for that. Meanwhile, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.